Hello, everybody. Thanks for checking in to Moving Up the Ladder here on LJN Radio. As always, on Moving Up the Ladder. We're adding knowledge and insight into the success of your career or business in any way we possibly can. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Now, the topic of networking is definitely an important one. However, it can be a little tricky to maneuver effectively, and many people will make some mistakes that do need solutions. So we've called upon Sandy Giroux, the founder of Wild Place International, as well as a professional speaker and author. And for almost 10 years, Sandy has also put her talents on display at the Administrative Professionals Conference for the American Society of Administrative Professionals. Sandy, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here, Tim. Thank you so much for inviting me. Now, obviously, I give a little bit of a, an insight into where you're coming from, but if you could give the listeners an idea of uh, your professional experience. Okay. Well, uh, I've had a lot of careers in my life. I, I was an administrative professional for many years, which is why I connect very well at that conference. But I've also been a systems analyst. I've owned different companies, desktop publishing company. I've been a top producing realtor. And then that led me to actually beginning to go out and do speaking and training and writing a book. So um, I have quite a bit of experience both on the corporate side and in the entrepreneurial world. So um, I've been a little bit varied, but it's been wonderful and all put to good use. Sure. No, that's great. And obviously with with all those areas, networking going to have to be an important part of that. So when we talk about this idea of networking, how do you define it based on your experience? Okay. Well, how I define it is really that networking is an art. And I look at it as the art of making, nurturing, and facilitating meaningful connections and relationships among the people who enter our world. Now, everybody who joins the network, if it's going to be an effective one, has to have a sincere desire to help other people. But I believe that the more people we add to the network, the more people not only can we serve, but it's kind of like a circle. When mm-hmm. we do something nice for someone else without actually expect, you know, expecting something back, so we can't do it from a selfish point, but the law of reciprocity kind of kicks in, right? And they'll be there for us if we need something. And so I, I look at it as a circle of service to others that can't help but circle back to us. That's definitely an interesting way to look at it as opposed to what we typically hear. With that in mind, though, what why would you say it's important then for job seekers or for even people who are currently employed in terms of creating those relationships? What, what makes it important? Well, I think there's a couple of things that make it really important. First of all, for the job seekers, job seekers should know that according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, 70% of all jobs are actually reported as being found through networking. Hmm. So I found that quite interesting because I didn't realize it was that high. Sure. But I think it's especially critical if someone's looking for a higher level position where character references and the right connections can help you get an interview, let alone a job. You know, it's, it, there's a lot of people out there going for a lot of jobs. And right. so you have to stand out somehow. But even for people who are already in a job, I think this is really important. And I talk to people about this because... Everything that we can do as an employee to bring added value to our position, to our organization, makes us a more valuable asset to our company. So let's say a reduction in force is coming along, or as happens all the time now, we're seeing companies merging and buying other companies, and now they're in duplicate positions and someone's got to go. Well, who is going to go and who is going to stay? Mm -hmm. 
The person who adds more to their job, like they've made a connection that has helped introduce someone to the company who has a better priced, more effective service that's made the company more profitable. The one who's always going out and talking up the company and being a walking, talking billboard for them. The one who's always looking for ways to improve themselves and the organization and the job. That's the person that's going to stay. And networking, finding those people that we connect with who can actually, you know, do things for the company, help us while we help them are the ones who are going to be kept and rewarded for it. So when raise time comes around or when promotion time comes around, who's going to be thought of first? The one who's giving just the minimum or the one who's out there going over and above? You know, with that in mind, we talk about, you know, maybe mistakes individuals make. Uh, One thing that does come up a lot is the idea of, you know, selling oneself. And you mentioned in how you see it more of this sort of cycle of of helping each other out. Um, But people do see networking as a chance to really sell themselves. And it becomes something that they're doing all the time. Why would you say that is a problem? And do you have any advice to sort of avoid doing that? I do. In fact, I have a really fun question that illustrates why that is a problem. If you go there simply just to sell yourself and that's all you talk about, that's all you do uh, when you come to a networking meeting, and it's this. It happened actually at a networking event, and the leader of the group asked a very interesting question. Now, this was a leads group, a networking leads group, so Mm -hmm. that we were all entrepreneurs and business people. So, of course, we were there to try to improve our business position by meeting more people. So the leader of the group asked everybody, raise your hand if you have come here tonight because you have a product or service to sell. So of course, every hand in the room went up. Right. And then he said, great, now raise your hand if you came to this meeting tonight to buy something. (laughs) (laughs) All the hands went down. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't work very well, does it? No. And it was like, okay, so see, you all came here to sell something, but nobody's here to buy. And it actually points up the fact that at the networking meeting, that is not where the sale is going to be closed. Hmm. And too many people come to those meetings thinking, I'm going to get a sale tonight, and if I don't, I'm never coming back again. <laughs> and and they waste all their efforts going to these things that don't produce the instant they go, and they think it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But what they need to do is start looking at it more of like a marketing position, where they're bringing exposure of themselves and their services to the market. And they establish a relationship that you know you can nurture so that when attendees there later on in the future need our service, We've built a relationship, so who do they think of to come and buy it? Or when they hear of someone else who needs that service, who do they recommend? The person who's gone there and established a relationship of trust and consistency and always being there and being willing to offer service, not just sell an Eskimo and igloo, you know? <laughs> I, I never understood that saying, you know, we, oh, he could sell Eskimos or ice cubes to, uh, to Eskimos. I'm thinking... Who would want to? <laughs> An Eskimo doesn't need ice cubes. An Eskimo needs a fireplace or something. I don't know. So we have to think about this is a marketing opportunity for us. And basically, it means it's going to take some time. So when you go there, don't just talk about what I do and, you know, do you want to buy this? Find a common connection. I found that when I go to the most effective networking meetings, the people connect heart to heart human to human. They ask, where are you from? And when I find out that somebody's from 
New York. My husband's from New York. And oh, man, everywhere I go, there's somebody from New York there. That's a connection. <laughs> right. And and so you, know, you find, too, do you ever just go up to people and say, hey, what have you got to sell me? No. You have a human conversation. You start connecting on hobbies, interests, children, pets. So talk about non-business things and start finding the common ground that you have. And be energetic and act like you you want to be there. You mm-hmm. know, when, when people stand up at these meetings, or actually what I've seen a lot is when they introduce themselves and talk about what they do, they sit there and look like they want to shrink into the floor sure. instead of, you know, stand up and be proud that you're there and happy to be, you know, with the people there. Mm-hmm. So I think that we need to connect heart to heart, first of all, and then people will trust us enough to say, gee, how can I buy something from this person? Because I think they can help me. Well, it's interesting. You brought up the idea that, you know, some people may sort of freeze up in those situations or slink back and they, they don't mm. they don't stand up, have those conversations, uh, you know, and for whatever reason. You know, some people say, well, I'm just introverted or, or however you want to how you want to phrase right. that. But I guess how, how can you help people be better prepared when they're going into those networking opportunities and they don't blow their opportunity, especially if you're thinking of a, a job seeker or maybe you're just looking for a better opportunity. Obviously, that's a, a chance for you to to stand out, as you mentioned, and have those conversations. But there are people who really struggle with that. What can you do to help those individuals? You know, again, thinking about those human connections is really the thing. And think about this. If you're looking for a job and you look like you're not comfortable in new situations you don't make friends easily. You're very introverted and shy. Unless you're going into a job where the only thing you ever interact with is another computer <laughs> because you don't interact well with people, who is going to want to recommend you for their positions? People need people with certain skills. They need you to at least be able to overcome that shyness enough to meet a new person, introduce yourself, and represent your company in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that, they're not going to ask you to represent their company because you're the envoy for that organization. You're the face of the public if you're going to these meetings or meeting anybody anywhere and saying, you know, I work for such and such an organization. So, Think of things that you might be able to talk about ahead of time. Think of something interesting that you read recently. Or think of something that you just did, a movie you just saw recently, or that you've just moved from another place. Again, those human connections. So if you want to be able to feel comfortable, practice. Practice with your family where you're in a safe environment. And just practice walking up to your husband or wife and saying, hi, my name is Sandy and I work for such and such, or, you know, I'm in between jobs right now or whatever it is, but whatever you do, do it confidently mm-hmm. and smile, have a, a nice attitude so that people will be able to see what kind of a personality you have. Cause that is the biggest thing that they can judge you on when they first meet you is what's your personality? What is she right. like? Now, in a business situation, though, if you have, if you're an entrepreneur or a salesperson, I want to give you a quick little story because this really was a big aha for me. Many times when business people go into these types of meetings, and let's say, for example, the story I'll give you is of a gentleman who was a financial advisor. Okay. And we all have our standard, we're told to have our standard, you know, elevator speech, you know, Mm -hmm. the speech that you can give in three floors in an elevator (laughs) while you're sharing it with a stranger so that they get a good idea of what you do. And 
time after time after time, I see these people stand up. So this gentleman was a financial advisor. He said, hi, I'm a financial advisor to corporations. And if you know of anybody who needs a financial advisor that I could help, please let them know about me and, and tell them who I am so I can help them with their business. Well, what does that mean? Right. Do I know what you do? Do I know the finances of the people who are out there well enough to know if they need a financial advisor? No. But one day he switched it up and the aha moment hit me like a ton of bricks. He said, instead of just his standard shtick about, you know, oh, I'm a financial advisor. And if you know anybody who needs financial advice, let me know. He said, if you know of anybody who's had a big life circumstance change, like they're going to have a baby, they're getting married or divorced, or maybe starting a business, I can help that person get into a better financial position. Please have them give me a call. Wow, my six-month pregnant neighbor could use them, but I never <laughs> thought of it until he said that. So what a business person should do is not tell me what you do, but tell me the life situations that I can listen for around the water coolers or at a party where people will start talking about their lives, and that will prompt me to think, oh, I just heard that. See, they have to give us something that we can remember after the meeting's over. Because we're again, remember, the sale's not usually going to be made right there that night. Mm -hmm. But if we can't remember who they are or what they do or how we could even recommend them, it won't happen. I think that's a terrific example of, uh, as you mentioned, sort of making that connection and finding that real life scenario as opposed to you know, maybe throwing out numbers or something like that. But uh, it also, to me, seems to help alleviate there's a feeling from people that networking is insincere and it's contrived but i mean do you see those examples of being a way to to make it more real so to speak oh i absolutely do because now you're connecting with me again as a person it's kind of like all these companies that develop these real fancy sounding mission statements that mean nothing to anybody because they are too exactly your word is so perfect contrived mm -hmm. how can we you know phrase this so that it sounds like we're a really important company well, just tell me what you want to do for the people you want to serve and tell me who can use your services. That is a human connection. And it sounds vastly different from all the other <clears throat> robots, I'll call them out there, who are just <laughs> spouting their standard elevator speech. And it sounds like they're just spouting something. It's not coming from the heart. Oh, I love the way you put that. It does. It makes you human. It makes you memorable. You stand out from the rest of them who aren't doing that. And those are the people that others want to talk to afterwards because they connected. Now, when we talk about, you know, maybe mistakes people make, and, and you mentioned maybe, uh, you know, sort of the robot feeling you get from others that is not coming from the heart. Are there certain industries where you feel these things happen more often? Uh, do you have any specific other specific stories you could talk about where maybe someone was sort of cr causing their own problems by how they were trying to network? Uh, anything you can sort of um, give us a little extra? Because obviously, as I said, the couple stories you brought up have been perfect examples for people to sort of sink their teeth into. Oh, great. Well, yeah. And actually, um, I see it in every industry. It doesn't okay. matter what industry. It doesn't matter if someone's between jobs. I see people just kind of freezing in these situations because, first of all, they think they have to be perfect. Mm. You know, if I don't put this perfect image forward, no one is going to want to talk to me or be with me. And so they put so much pressure on themselves that they make themselves so nervous when they're talking to others or in a, if you have a leads group and everybody gets to introduce themselves, 
they stand up if they stand up at all, and they're just too nervous. They don't have any fun with it at all. So I see that, you know, this may not be as devastating to someone who is already in a job and just looking for ways to maybe enhance their position or enhance enhance the company's profits or something. It's not going to be as devastating as it would be to a salesperson who, if you don't sell something, you're on commission only, you're not eating that week. So you have to know that it happens everywhere. It can be more devastating when your direct income is tied to your ability to use these skills and network effectively and make other people comfortable with you. So my advice is to just think of how you can have some fun with it in your introduction or when you're talking to people. And I have another great example. I was speaking at at an actual leads networking group one time. There were probably 45, 50 people in the room, and everybody had the opportunity to get up and give a 30-second something. Okay. So everybody's getting up, right? You know what they're going to say. Hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm from this company, and I'm an investment advisor. Hi, I'm so-and-so, and and I'm from a realtor company, and I can help you buy or sell a home. Hi, I'm so-and-so. You know, and they all sound like, well, one guy gets up about halfway through, and he happens to be a clown for (laughs) A birthday, birthday parties and, and special events, right? So he gets up. Now, he could have just said it would be fun enough to hear, hey, I'm a clown and I can perform at your party. But what did he do? He stood up, put on a red nose, got one of those little horns and went, you know, made the little horn sound. And he said, I'm a professional clown. And if you want to spice up your kid's next birthday party or even any corporate event and have me come on out and add some fun to anything that you do, give me a call. And he sat back down. Now, the whole group's busting up laughing, right? Everybody else after that, hi, I'm so-and-so, and and I'm from this company. Right. I mean, at the end, I said, all right, let me ask you a question. Out of everybody in this room, who do you remember? Entire room yelled out, the clown! Right. Of course. (laughs) Now, he was memorable. And you might say, okay, well, I'm not a clown. I can't do that. But guess what? Oh, man, it was so perfect. A gentleman who was in the crowd that day came up to me afterwards and he said, you really started me thinking about how I can have some fun with my introduction instead of doing the same thing I just, I mean, you made the perfect point that Mm -hmm. one guy was different and he's the one we remembered. He happened to be a mobile auto detailing company. Now, how do you make that fun, right? I go out and I clean your car and I'll come to you, you know, and oh, well, that's great. But, you know, detailing is a lot more than cleaning. Well, the next week, he told me about this later on because I wasn't at the meeting the following week, but it was fantastic. He went out and he bought little bottles of, bottles of you know, those bubbles that the kids have and you pick the little wand out and make sure. the bubbles? Mm-hmm. Okay. He bought 50 bottles of bubbles. He made little labels that went around it that had his branding and contact information on it and taped them around the bottles. He brought them to the networking meeting that next week. And when it was his turn to stand up, he stood up opened a bottle of bubbles, started blowing bubbles, and then said, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm a mobile car detailer who doesn't just give your car a bubble bath, but I make it shine from the inside out. (laughs) And and he was blowing bubbles while he's doing it. And then he passed around bubbles to everyone in the crowd. Well, afterwards, who did they remember? The bubble guy. Right. And he was the one they wanted to talk to afterward. Hey, what do you do? Where do you do that? Can you come to my company? Why? Because he made it fun. And he is this shy, sometimes very nervous and awkward seeming gentleman 
who's a sweetheart, but he gets nervous in these situations. Well, because he was thinking so much about the fun he could bring to the group, he forgot to be nervous and it helped him. How can you think about what fun can I bring to this meeting? How can I be funny? How can I be humorous? How can I be even just lighthearted and and lighten up this meeting a little bit from all these other people who are just so nervous? When you think about serving others and how you can help them, you forget to be nervous yourself because you're not focusing on 45 pair of eyes all staring at you, mm-hmm. but you're focusing on the bubbles or the fun or the joke or whatever it is that you can bring to the table. I love that advice personally. I love the idea of, of having that fun, that humor. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, watch yourself a little bit, but uh, those, yes, those examples, are, yeah, <laughs> those examples are, are perfect though, as far as just that lightheartedness and and a way to stand out. We you know we are getting a little on time, but I did want to sort of give you just the last chance to give our listeners a little bit of a takeaway. If you were really going to focus on one aspect, um, and I know you mentioned the the fun part a lot there, but if you were to give one more piece of advice in terms of a takeaway that listeners can really grab onto when they're heading out to a, a networking event or maybe even um, you know, like a job fair type thing, what what would you tell them in terms of being effective in those situations? Okay. The biggest piece of advice that hopefully they'll be able to remember it because I, I tried to think of a great way to put this when I, I've written articles about this kind of thing. And we all have heard the saying, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've heard it. We, I've heard it. Well, to me, networking, we all put on our game face when we go to these networking events. We make a great first impression. But networking is all about the follow-up, mm. the consistent follow-up, the keeping of our promises, the thanking people for something that they might have done nice. So for me, if they just keep this in mind, I think it will help them. You never get a second chance to make a second impression. Because if you impress me when I meet you, as several different insurance agents did when I desperately needed health insurance and I went to different lead w- meetings looking to buy insurance. Who goes looking to buy insurance? Nobody. And I met, you will not believe this, five different people who jumped at the chance to sell me insurance and then never contacted me afterwards, even after I'd contacted them. Wow. Yeah. See, people are really let down. When you make a great first impression, you get me interested enough to talk to you about something that I want to buy from you. You better not make a bad second impression by failing to follow up or, or keep your promises. So the second impression, the networking and the follow-up, it's all about relationships and no relationship is made on just a first impression. Sandy, thanks a lot. We do appreciate it. Uh, Unfortunately, that is going to do it for us here on Moving Up the Ladder, a part of LJN Radio. Uh, We have been talking about networking and solutions uh, to some of the mistakes people might make. Our guest has been Sandy Giroux, founder of Wild Place International. Sandy, thanks again for bringing us your insight. We do appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course, we also want to hear from you, the listeners, as well. If you have any thoughts on future topics, just email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.